Actually, I know what I want to talk to you about. I was about. just going to ask. I was going to pressure you and be like, camera's on. What were you going to talk to me about? This may, maybe we'll have to edit this out. but um, We're not going to edit. Let's be real. Well, I just want to know. We never actually talked about Rick and Morty. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't even have enough time to even go into that. But let's let's do it. It blew my mind. That show, here's how I feel every week about that show. I'm like, this show can't be that good. And then I'm like, oh no, wait, this show is that good. What's in, What's incredible about that episode, more than anything, is how not funny it is. That episode. No. That episode. It wasn't funny, but my favorite, because they did sprinkle in some humor, some humor nuggets. Oh, there's plenty of funny. But, but. my favorite was when he was like, yeah, well, blah, blah, blah about Fat Morty. And he was like, I thought I was left-handed Morty. Mm-hmm. And he goes, all right, well, maybe you should eat some more vegetables with your left hand. <laughs> I was like, I, I died. I was like, that's funny. There's also uh, Drama Morty who has, like, the drama <laughs> implant. Um, but, like, talk about, you know, when you when you have dreams of, like, one day writing comedy, talk about being writing a show so well and having such well-defined characters and worlds that you and and being so so smart for whatever it's been 20 whatever episodes that you can have an episode and have it be this serious and be this um just complex and like know that you're gonna be okay and like the audience goes along with you oh people loved this i mean Uh, I bet it was more polarizing than uh, either of us knows. Maybe. The guy in my office before I watched it, because I know I know my two guys in the office that watch it, and I was like, don't talk to me about it. But my friend is, like, so excited to talk to me about it. What did you think of this last night's episode? And he was like, it was crazy. They were on the nose about so many things, and it's so good. And I was like, okay, cool. It was, it was, it was... I, well, I mean, so I've watched it twice already. Yeah. But, like, uh, I, but here's a question, I guess. So we're, we liked it. Both of you and I liked it. If people haven't watched Rick and Morty, can they watch this episode and enjoy it? No. I don't think so. Well, for a few reasons. They said this, they, I re- so as soon as I finished watching it, I read 15 articles about it. <laughs> and... Uh, one of them said they were like, if you're introducing your friend, like, this is not the episode to introduce them on. However, the thing that I like about this show in general is that, um, they managed to have plot, true plot in a cartoon, which is very hard to do, or not very hard to do, but not done very much, because it's a cartoon, so you can kill somebody and then have them come back the next week. It doesn't really matter. Right. But... There's so much development and backstory, and, like, if you don't know about the Citadel, and if you don't know about, like, Evil Morty, like, this is not going to make any sense to you at all. I guess that's There's true. a lot that was, like, called back from earlier stuff. I guess And I'm true. sure there's more. Yeah. But but it's also, in in some ways, so I sent you, there's, like, a, a cute little good, like, two-minute thing where the creators and some of the writers talk about writing this episode. 
And it's like also very simple. You know what I mean? All you yeah. have to know is that Rick is always in power and Morty is always inferior. And yes. this episode makes sense to you. Um, so it, are you drinking boxed wine straight from the box? Well, it's meant to do that. Okay, it's a. It, it's like a coconut water. It's a. It's a. It's well. It's not. It's. It's wine. But it's like a coconut water. You're. You're my favorite version of you. Thank out you. Of, out of all the 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 <laughs> multiverses the, that include an Emily Toby. This is uh, the best one. This is the best version of you. Thank you. Even better than the somewhere that has a version of you with a unicorn horn is the version of you that casually opens a box of wine mid-podcast. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> um, but I also, quickly to go back to this, I love mm. that you sent me that because, uh, like I said, I read like 15 articles, and they're all just like so complicated and convoluted, and it was so nice to be like, no, from the horse's mouth, yeah. this, this is how actually simple this was it just blew your mind right and i don't know if you're my mom doesn't watch rick and morty so she probably doesn't care about this oh no but this is for us (laughs) yeah no just skip ahead (laughs) yeah yeah but um, i'll probably watch it if not again tonight i'll I'll watch it again by the end of the weekend i don't know it was oh yeah there's just a lot in it um and it's it's like the kind of show where I, at the end, like, I'm so, ins- like, inspired to, like, I want to do something like that. Like, I want to have something with that many levels and that, like, like, that's where I want to be creatively someday. You know See, I and mean? I just, I just know I won't be. And that's the difference between <laughs> you and I. It's true. No, that's, I don't, I don't believe that. I don't believe I that just, one bit. I just think that this show, uh, there's really nothing else that's been quite like this no i mean like not that, i don't not that i know no i can't think of anything but it's it's weird uh kids apparently watch it and that shocks the shit out of me i'm like what do, what do you mean what, kids what are age? watching this what age what do you mean by kids like teenagers i would say like 12 to 14 i don't know i feel like i feel There's, like so if you're are, like you can en- you can enjoy this show just as a show about a drunk guy and his grandson and there's fart jokes you know what I mean? Yeah. It's almost like um, it's almost like a reverse uh, Pixar movie situation. You know where the sure. Pixar movies are for kids, but there's stuff for adults. This is a show for adults, but there's stuff for kids, like mixed in. I I agree with that. It's just it's so it's so fun. It's such a phenomenon. And now, like Rochelle and I have never been one to call each other bitch. But we do now, but totally in the context of Scary Terry. Mm-hmm. Oh, bitch. Bitch. <laughs> Welcome to your nightmare, bitch. So, yeah, um, it's done a lot for for me using that word. I, I have um, <laughs> I have quick documentary news. Um, Teresa and I watched a documentary yesterday. We went to the theaters to see it to see it yes which it's it's only like the second or third documentary i've ever seen in theaters it was called may it last it was the Ava brothers documentary um it's judd apatow Apatow directed it was whoa it was was, was was, he was it was and he was like a major character in it um it's a weird i 
feel like it was a Kickstarter movie, but instead of being funded by Kickstarter, it was funded by Judd Apatow. Um, Even better. It was very pleasant. Um, I would recommend people see it if you know who the Avett brothers are. But um, if you don't know who the Na- the Avett brothers are, um, it would it, I wouldn't think you would enjoy it. So. All right. I don't know who they are, but I'm still intrigued by everything you just said. I mean, maybe maybe you would. Apparently, it's going to be on Netflix um, or on HBO, right? One of them. One of them. So you know, maybe try right. it, and who knows? Yeah. Maybe you'll be maybe you'll learn to like David Brothers. I'm sure that's what they thought when they sure. made it. Sure. So. Yeah. So there, there's that. That's cool. There's two brothers, just like two wheels on a bicycle. Nicely done. I was like, how. Do we get there? Hey, you know, I'm a professional at this point. We're almost 50 episodes in. My brain is just built for segways. <laughs> Better mode of transportation than segways? Cars. You know? Yes. What else? Bicycles. Bicycles. Put Side note. Hang on. I'm going to un-get us out, but then we can come back. Please, I just bring recently, us right on out. I, re- I recently saw that they finally made, like, a... Um, like a, a, Jesus, a wheelchair that you don't have to move with your hands. And it's like Segway technology, right? And I was like, why didn't this happen faster? Like, it shocks me what that do you we mean used... that? Like, you just kind of, like, lean forward? Yeah. Yeah, that seems really obvious. And I'm like, why Why didn't that come first? Like, first, why didn't first we get Segways have, first? You had to have literal years <laughs> of middle-aged men playing Segway polo before yeah. someone was like, oh, you know, I bet this could help disabled people. Yeah. I saw that and I was like, this is really fucked up and stupid. That's, but that's it's good. fine. There are two wheels on a wheelchair, just like the bicycle, and we're back. Right. So Zuma Flume. Yeah. So this week we watched um Bike versus Cars. Brown brown. And it's not monster truck racing no. of bikes and cars like we had hoped. Um Spoiler alert, bikes won. Banks, Banks one, yeah, yeah, they did. Um, and yeah, it mostly looks at how uh, cars impact society, the environment, all of the things that cars impact, and how bikes are better. And I'm going to be so out the gate here. I thought this was a phenomenal documentary. Whoa! I thought... Shots I, I thought, fired. I thought the style was amazing. I thought the story was well told. There were multiple perspectives. The soundtrack was great. And can I can I blow your mind for a second? Yeah. Kickstarter documentary. Get get GTFO. So no. I feel like I feel like out the gate I have to somewhat eat my words from last week when last week I was like, fuck all Kickstarter documentaries. You can't make sure. a good one. I said that last week. I said something in those words. And this yeah. While not my favorite documentary we watched, was a passable documentary, especially for Kickstarter. Yeah, I, I was impressed. I, I don't know. I thought it was just like content aside. I thought it was very just well like put together. I was yeah. like, huh, yeah, um, good argument. So, uh, not looking for a pun here, but surprisingly, surprisingly balanced. Um, sure. I would ex- you would almost expect uh, this documentary to be extremely one sided. Um, in favor of bicycles, um, and it was one-sided, but they sure. gave cars like 
a fair a, a fair fight, I would say. You know, they 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 had some people in there fighting for cars, right? They sure did. Um, I didn't I didn't realize going into this that they're like. I am aware that there is a car bicycle symbiosis that we are looking for. I don't think I realized how politically charged it was, mm. nor that there were people that were like extremists on either side. Definitely the entire <laughs> Rob Ford Toronto thing. Oh my uh, God. Sh- was shocking. Um, that guy was awful he and the idea that he was on cocaine the whole time did not seem surprising to me at all no he he was the worst so he was uh mayor of toronto sure okay i think canadians call him all right well he was the mayor uh the canadian version of a mayor in toronto (laughs) and (laughs) it's 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 just the same they call it a mayor but they spell it with a u right He's the mayor. Mayor. Er. Um, so anyway, he like gets in and he starts talking about how uh, the war on cars is going to end, and how you know businesses are losing out because parking is taking by bike lanes. Well, and, and essen- essentially, he wins the election on a pro car campaign. Yeah. Because the the suburbs are all like, yeah, I have a car. <laughs> right. Right, which I also thought this documentary, like, could have shown that side a little bit better. This was very city-oriented, which makes Mm. sense. But, like, if you live in the suburbs, you kind of need a car. But Mm -hmm. to me, I don't think, like, cars need to be eliminated. I just think, like, yeah, if there's other options, people will take them. Well, I think the the line of of this documentary that, like, hits home the most is, like, so... There's this one guy in L.A. He's kind of our voice of L.A. for this documentary. He went to a uh, like a, a planning meeting when they were planning a freeway, and he was like, hey, if you're already pouring the concrete, can you add a couple feet on the right-hand side to have a bike lane? And everyone laughed at him and said no. But, like, that makes real sense. It's not that expensive. Yeah. Um, it's very easy to do. Did you know about the whole bike freeway in California? I had no fucking clue. I had no idea that L.A. was once, um, like, the best public transit either. Like, right. I've always assumed that was New York and then Chicago, like, straight up. Because, like, L.A., as I've always known it, there is very little transit. Okay, but we are getting straight to some one of my biggest beefs with this documentary. Go uh, get it. The, uh, the story that General Motors allegedly intentionally tanked the LA uh, public transit system in order to uh, force people to buy cars. Uh, If you Google it, as I did, because I was like, I feel like I've read about this before. It's not really true. Uh, This documentary, like, does not at all say allegedly or like maybe you know this is a lot of people think it was like as fact that general motors bought the rail systems and then destroyed it so that people buy cars that's not really what happened the rail systems were already failing were already bankrupt and a lot of people including general motors came in to like buy up all this stuff um to i don't know how exactly money works but to make money off of the failing business um that's my big beef with this documentary. 
That's fair. It's just one. No, that's that's fine. Um, <laughs> I agree. That's fine. I, I didn't I didn't do the research, but I believe you. That's all the um, research I got. That's all. That's all the research I did. That's on. all that you did. Um, all right. So while we're while we're in LA, mm-hmm. we talked about one of your favorite things ever. Mm-hmm. The the four oh five straight through Pasadena, my friend. <laughs> Gee. Jason, do you, so I, I wasn't, I'm, I'm outside LA. Sure. I don't deal with the 405 on the reg, but I do remember Carmageddon quite well. Did you hear about Carmageddon? I, I had no idea about Carmageddon. I also would like to ask you as a somewhat of an insider, did you experience Karma Heaven as the one person they interviewed did? Um, no, that dude was <laughs> tripping. That was hilarious. So the way the way they said it was as if, you know, they they shut down the freeway and everything was magical that day and everything yeah. everything was great. Well, it's true. So the so the whole thing is it's like, and where they shut it down is a major meeting of like the one hundred and one. And why so did they like, shut it down? Because they're because they're expanding it. They're doing construction. Okay. Also, they, not, it's been under construction at, for fucking. Not all, not at all explained during this documentary. The way they I said th- it. Oh, yeah. Really? No, I th- I think it was construction or expand. Yeah. They said construction. I think okay. they're expanding it. Okay. Or no, they were building a bridge. Sure. Over you know what? I don't know. Over. Look it Whatever. up. Whatever. They matter. shut it down for a week. They shut it down, and I remember, and, and people were flipping the fuck out. They were like, oh my god, Carmageddon, what's gonna happen? Sure, and it's sure. and it's super true. It ended up being so not a big deal because everybody stayed home. Okay, like, so people it was, just, like, didn't go out. It was, it was way over, uh, like, stressed, and mm-hmm. then chill. But here's, I guess, the question, right? Would... It, it's not... It wasn't that bad, right? Because people had the opportunity to plan... But the way the documentary presents it, it's almost like, hey, we don't even need the 405. Look at how nice it was without it. I mean, sure. But but that's then the whole point of the whole documentary is that people travel hours for work now because mm-hmm. that's available to them. Right. But if it's not available to you, then you'll work locally. But if you talk to anybody that works in L.A., I highly doubt they they work walking or biking distance to where they work. Right. Like, most people are doing an hour or two in the car. Sure, sure. Well, because and, they can. Right. And, well, and it's a, it's a money thing. You have to live farther away in order to afford to work wherever it is you do. Right. Um, but, then that, I mean, that's just cities. But I, I think also an important thing that this documentary raises is the whole idea that, like, okay, so cool – LA is like the one of the most congested cities in the world. Let's just add more lanes. Like that doesn't do that doesn't do it enough. Also, the fact that you guys have 12 lane highways, that's fucking terrifying. Yeah. Well, how about the fact for me this is normal. They're called freeways. Sure. They free. We don't have tolls. But so who pays for it? Taxes? Yeah. But also we have less road maintenance. We don't have snow. We don't have we don't have ice going down. We don't have snow. Like we don't well, have and, any of that and shit. And the heat only makes it stronger. Sure, I'm sure there's science that says that. I made <laughs> it up right now, but it sounds good, don't it? I believe it. So the maintenance on our roads is less. But I'm t- like the idea of having like an easy pass is like what is that? 
having quarters in your car. What the fuck? Like Yikes. I've never had to deal with there a toll. Are no, they're, they're there free. Are no, what about the PCH, the Pacific Coast Highway? Free. Mother. Never. I've I never paid a toll. The only place in California I've paid a toll is San Francisco, and that's using the bridges. Which fine bridges. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Fine. Someone's got to. No. Someone's got to pay for those bridges. Right, but no, the the here I have to say like expressway or whatever, and I'm like still adjusting because I'm still like freeway, freeway, it's free. We are miss. We are we are overlooking a huge talking point here. Yeah. You bike sometimes. Yeah, I do. How's you want me to that? talk about that? Yeah. <laughs> um. I haven't in the last, like, two weeks, but I, I was biking to work, like, three like three days a week pretty How consistently. How uh, Five miles each way. Whoa! Okay. Yeah. Stop everything. Logistically, yeah. so this documentary made me think about, like, oh, maybe I could do it. Right away, I'm like, how do I deal with sweat? So logistically, what do you do about the sweat situation? So I just change after I've cooled down. So I go you into bring work. Clothes. I bring clothes. My workplace is chill since we a lot of us bike. Yeah. Like if I ever switch jobs, like I'll have to plan ahead. Like some people plan ahead and then you cool. But I like I'll go into the office and like have some water and some coffee, and then change. Because I'm and, disgusting. But you're like, okay. But yeah. You are okay. <laughs> like you yeah. can then work. Yeah. Like, honestly, I prefer I prefer it. And there's a lot of things in this documentary that bring up that, like, hinder you. So, um, I didn't bike for months because there were, like, a series of deaths in the city of bikers getting hit by, like, commercial vehicles. Buses, uh, big trucks, etc. And it freaked me out because these were, like, messengers. So, it was, like, mm-hmm. these they're are the people that know what they're doing. Yeah. Right. And I'm, like, a nobody. So, you know, whatever. So I was really freaked out about it for a while. Um, but I got back on the horse. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, there are there are stretches of my ride that are bike-laned, and it's awesome and perfect. And there are parts of it that are not bike-laned and have potholes everywhere. Mm-hmm. And you're getting over into the traffic, and it freaks me out a little bit. Sure. Um, and I constantly am like, God, they don't think about the bikers. <laughs> like... On my on my route, and I was like, if they would just fix this fucking pothole or put a lane here, we won't have a goddamn problem. You gotta go to city council. Um, well, now I know, but I will say, for a big city, Chicago's doing a really nice job. They are installing a lot of bike lanes, like downtown. Um, we have a we have a decent amount of like bike friendly major roads that are separated off, which is cool. So it's not the worst here. I really like it's, it's so snow you- Brazil. So how did you, did you just do it one day, or did you plan ahead? Well, my first role at this job, I was biking around the city all mm. day. So I didn't, I, I lied and said I was really comfortable with that. Um, so, so when I got hired, I had to, like, just be comfortable just with it. start biking. And I learned, like, there's certain roads now, like, I would never go on, like, mm-hmm. especially rush hour. But Man, I want to. I really want to. I really want to try it. Maybe I'll try on a weekend. But like, you gotta plan. Like, you gotta plan ahead a little bit too. You know, like, I always have to wrap my head around it the night before. Like, I can't just like wake up and be like, I'm gonna bike today. Right. Like, I gotta. I gotta mentally prepare. 
Um, crap. I was going to say something. It was really insightful. I'm sure it was. Man, you're going to try it one day. I'd like to. You I have a, should. I have a bridge to go over, which I, my guess is that, I mean, I would talk. Teresa's actually sort of done it or maybe has done it. You've biked to work? Not yet. She hasn't actually biked to work all the way. But she, she's gone over the bridge, and I would talk to her about it beforehand. And I imagine that's actually not the worst part. But the bridge it, has its own lane. it has its own lane. That's what's up. But psychologically, psychically, like, that's the scariest part is, like, going over a bridge. For me. For me. I've never done it. I'd like to do it. I'd like to do it. You should. I would do it on a weekend, then, like you said, like, maybe when it's less, like, commuter track. Oh, this is what I'm going to say. Please. In the same way that you maybe see, like, similar people on your train commute, Mm -hmm. you will see similar people on your bike commute, and it's really fun, because, like, you can just make up names for them and be like, oh, there goes Cool McGee. You know what's sad? (laughs) You know what's really sad? Um, You don't have anybody. I was about to I was about to tell you a cool story about seeing someone on the train that I knew, but I are, you already know about it. I already, I already know about I, it. I already texted you all about it. I was actually there for the entire journey. You 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 were practically sitting next to me. Uh, yeah. Digitally, so screw that. There went that. There went that whole thing. We talk too yeah. much, Emily, Toby. No, we don't. We're fine. We talk too much. Jesus. You know how I don't talk to you about the documentary during the week? Maybe I'll just stop talking to you. <laughs> stop talking to you during the week. That way, when we get up to it. Uh, yeah. You start doing that, I will write you emails that are paragraphs long about how I felt about the documentary. Oh, okay. I wouldn't yeah. mind having a an email chain back and forth. I think that might be that might be. A That'd cool be thing. cute. Um, what do we? What? Let's talk about cars a little bit. I like them. I would. I want to get one eventually. Um, I'm renting a car next week. I'm so excited to drive it. Yeah. I'm going home, driving in it, all the way home. I love it. Yeah. Um, how about this idea that we're going to double the amount of cars in the world in, like, seven years? Well, Emily. Yeah. I would say not good. Good. I would say not good. What did we think of the car show guy? Arrogant asshole or or nice, uh, nice down-the-line guy? Like, down the... Well, Down look, the middle. Look, everyone exists on a spectrum. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know that I want to put him in a binary situation. But certainly, he skews arrogant asshole. Um, <laughs> when he says, I'm as green as anybody, it's like, I was well, like, no, no, I don't think you are. I feel like, there's he maybe, was like, feel like maybe you should talk to Yoga McGee over in L.A. Uh, yeah. He might have something to say about that, you know? My favorite thing that guy said was like, look, we all care about the environment, okay? But the thing is, is we all love gasoline. Yeah. We're all going to keep using. And I was like, but why don't, why aren't you into using corn? Like, why can't. He made himself a victim. He's like, you know, we all, we all care about the environment, but we're, we're, we're addicted. It's an addiction. It's like, no, it's not an addiction. There are people with actual addictions in this world. Like, don't fucking, don't do that. Yeah. Stop that. (sighs) He was, yeah. he was he was uh, clean. So there's that. Okay, great. There's that. Yeah. Um, the cars were pretty. I liked the cars. Sure. 
I have nothing against that. Like, that's my thing is, like, I feel like I'm so down the line on it because it's, like, I don't think we need to exclude cars, but everyone in Copenhagen seemed really fucking happy on their bikes, except that one guy. <laughs> but everyone riding the bikes seemed the really bikes happy. happy. But the taxi driver was, was <laughs> not. Okay, but so I would like to say that this may be a... I can't believe I've waited 28 minutes to bring this up. But, like, Teresa and I have talked specifically about the way in which there is an actual, in New York at least, there is an actual competition at all times between car and pedestrian and bikes. It's a three-way competition. And totally. You are totally aligned with your team until you switch positions. And as totally. Soon, as soon as you are in a car, you are team car. And as soon as you get out of the car, you are team pedestrian. Yeah, that's 100% true. And watching this documentary, as soon as we were in that cab, I cared about him and his rights. Okay, but my favorite thing about him was, I know a couple cyclists. (laughs) Some of my best friends are cyclists. Some of them are nice. And I was like, oh. (laughs) I love that you're categorizing most bicyclists as assholes. But also, he was like... He, he, I don't know how they found him. They did a, whoever found him, just great job. But what's amazing about him is, like, he doesn't, he's not, like, a taxi driver who, like, drives a taxi as his work and then bikes the, you know, on Tuesdays. Like, no, 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 he's, this guy just drives and he hates bicyclists. Yeah. But he's kind of, yeah. in a kind of nice Danish way, you know what I mean? He's just kind of, like. He wasn't spewing hatred, but no, he was no, no. definitely, like, anti- bikes but but they seem to have a good system there like a lot of their people bike and i'm like good on you what i don't excellent what i don't know and the document i have guesses but like is it a chicken or the it's a chicken or the egg thing right like were there a ton of bicyclists and that forced them to make better infrastructure for bicyclists or was there great infrastructure for bicyclists bicyclists and that led to more bikes or are their politicians less corrupt? Um, well, I don't know. I don't know. I did think it was how- interesting that we like kind of shat on Germany for uh, BMW when it's like every fucking American politician will say the same bullshit about GM and Ford. Yeah. You know, like, why did we have to go to Germany to find corrupt politicians who are in the pocket of automobile companies? That was stupid. But was this... But I don't think this was... Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think this was a United States-based documentary. Who 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 did this? Oh, the Brazil people? I, I mean, thought it was I, it from felt, the Brazil people. It felt Brazilian. That's a good point. Um, <laughs> what does that mean? It was very spicy we, and sexy. No, we had a big butt. We started in Brazil, <laughs> and we and ended, ended in, Brazil. in Brazil. And that doesn't necessarily mean anything, but you know. I mean, you know, you know, you've watched documentaries no, I, before. No, I know. Point. No, I know. What if you went 50 episodes without ever watching a single one of the documentaries? I can't decide if I'd be mad at you or thrilled. There was one where I didn't really watch it. Uh, uh, Frederick Gerton is the director. Going to go out on a limb and say German. Can I keep being No, he's a... Uh, he's, he's German? I'm pretty, yeah, he's... Sweden. Sweden. Oh. He's a Swede, and we didn't talk about Sweden at all. 
He can no, but Denmark, he can dish it out, Denmark's but he can't like take it. right there. Yeah, yeah, it counts. That's like North Sweden. They're all the Nordic whatever. Yeah, um, it's a Swedish film. Okay, there well then go. maybe that's why they wanted to get a how much we know jab about at Germany. Yeah, yeah, that's actually what it is. They like, you know, they have a rivalry. Right. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot. I thought the political side of things was interesting to look at. I liked. I liked that we had a little victory. And uh, was it Sao Sao Paulo? Oh yeah, yeah. So they got their they, bike lanes. They got their bike lanes, and I loved how they. So they the new mayor got elected, and then the bike bicycle people were like, "Hey, we really need bike lanes. People are getting killed, and there's too many cars." And they were like, overnight, and with that warning, they got rid of 40,000 parking spaces and put in a bike lane. And I was like, wow. Yeah. That's so cool. That's weird when politicians just do things that are right. Yeah. Like, I felt the same way, and we so are not going down this path where we don't have to. But, like, when Maryland, I think it was Baltimore, was like, 40 Confederate, like, statues have been removed overnight. I was yeah, like, damn. I'm- I'm gonna Swift. Say we don't have Swift. to. We don't have to make that turn in the last minutes of uh, <laughs> last minutes of. But recording. it was that same like, oh shit! Like yeah. someone took action like right. quickly. And it's, it's the kind of thing though where it's like we're so used to government being like, well, there's nothing we can do about it. Right. When there is a, t- a many easy things you can do about it. Yeah. Or like for it to be like, well, we have to get the permits. Right. And that could take six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. And then we'd have to notify, like, no, we'll they were just like, nah. We'll have to talk to the historical board to make sure that we don't, right. you know, paint the wrong color in the wrong place. You know, all this, right, all these regulations, that's why we got to vote for more Republicans. You know what I mean? Totally. Ease, ease it on up. <laughs> uh. cut, cut that red tape. Oh, nice. But yeah, that was very exciting to me. I was like, wow. Cool. Small, small thing, big implications. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm. Mm-hmm. That's what I say about my. Never mind. Um, great, great pick. Good pick. I thought it was fun. And I learned a lot. I love when I go into a documentary with low expectations and it exceeds them. Um, yeah. And that's what that's what this was. I'll say the soundtrack right off the bat. I was like, this is gonna be good. <laughs> like I was feeling things. I was like, this is an amazing composition and, wow and it was, wow. it was beautiful and it was it was good it was good Thought good so. for a bike film good for yep. a kickstarter film i would say so good for a kickstarter film uh, we're on twitter yeah where else oh, are we were on? You gonna, were you, no no were no you already you, you did a great job there what's where else are we twitter facebook not really so much on tumblr not really. I have dropped that ball. Get off Tumblr. Get on Podbean. That's right. I think the Podbean does a very nice website. Yeah. That's all I got. No, that's great. That's good. Um, we have a Gmail. Oh, and yeah. And a Sarah uh, Yeah. <laughs> we do. That was my crack at it. I'm such a good salesman. You're the best. Oh, uh, big news. Um, we are still not sponsored by anyone, um, but you can send us money. Uh, oh, yeah. T- just text us for our address, and you know we'll take it. Either one of us. Um, def. Def. 
next week. So as you know, um, Emily and I are very excited to head into the fall. We're heading into the fall, fall weather, fall sweaters. You're a fan, right? Are you more of a oh, summer person? Uh, oh, no, 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 no. Get ready for the fall. I'm ready for fall. Good. I already wore a scarf like a week ago. Wow. You are. No, I already wore a scarf. You are really, you're really ready for it. Um, this, this documentary, uh, I don't know what it's about, really, but it looks kind of artsy. So who knows? It's called The Endless Summer. Uh, it is a 1966 film on the Netflix. It's about uh, surfers, potentially. Um, just like a last a last hurrah for the summer months as we head into I the fall. Uh, as we get cozy in our flannels. and. Oh, yeah, man. I'm so excited. <laughs> get your jammies on. I'm gonna. Um... We go out on a quote from famed cyclist and all-around good person, Lance Armstrong. <laughs> no! <laughs> he oh, said, God. Uh, two things scares me. Two things scare me. The first <laughs> is getting hurt. But that's not nearly as scary as the second, which is podcasts. That's what he said with one testicle. <laughs> 